0: to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Alan. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking more Champions League soccer. It is the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, We're going to talk about who's in, who's out, and why that's significant, and what is uh, in store for the teams that have uh, exited earlier than expected from uh, the the tournament. So, Alan, let's get right into it. How you doing, man?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, it's a little bit cold than uh, than I ever thought, just because um, it's it's just cloudy. But other than that, doing good. Obviously, I normally don't dress uh, this fancy, only on special occasions. But um, when you have a job interview, well, you do want to look your best, big time. So I'm excited for it, and I'm also excited to cover with you the Champions League, which. It's getting very intense teams that are having some momentum and teams that there is some, some concerns that we, we have to keep an eye on. So I'm looking forward to it and yeah, I'm just looking forward to it.
0: I bet, man, it's going to, it's going to be interesting this, this year for sure, especially with Ronaldo and Messi, no longer in the tournament. Uh, We'll get right into that, you know, like, I'm sure. I wish you best of luck on the interview, and I'm sure all of those who turn tune into our podcast wish you the same. Well, thank um, you. So yeah, good luck on your interview. We hope you get the job, and wish you best of luck there. So
1: yeah, uh, I myself, I'm, I'm doing
0: pretty good. It's a bit cloudy and cold. Forecast says we're getting an inch or two of snow up here in Rexburg. That's no fun, if you ask me. It's it's baseball season. I need some. Uh, I need a clear dirt and cut fresh cut grass you know what i'm saying alan
1: <laughs> yeah i know what you're saying i know i know that i obviously working when i used to work at the uh as a sports in, information assistant We we actually had several teams from colorado come down to arizona and play some baseball just to escape some snow or cold for once until once april started where it was all warm again Okay. <laughs> so I know what uh, I know that I've I've seen that several times.
0: Now don't get me wrong, I love snow, I love the cold, you know, but once spring training starts, I'm done with it. You know, it's it's time to get the yeah. the, the spikes on, it's time to get going, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: So uh yeah, let's uh let's just jump right into it, Alan. So what teams of note have been kicked out at the Champions League okay. tournament? Um
1: well We'll we'll start with that, and then we'll go into the teams that are in. The draw has been um, official. We'll know who is playing who. Obviously, uh, the teams that have been out, um, we obviously, like, the teams that we knew, okay, that were going to be out uh, was obviously Atalanta. Um, They couldn't keep up their momentum. Um, Atlético Madrid, another team I personally thought Okay, they could do some damage, but um, they were just disappointing. And they couldn't do squat. Um, Obviously, Lazio from Italy, disappointment. Um, Red Bulls, Leipzig from Germany. um, They couldn't keep up the momentum they had last year. And, And really, Sevilla, that's another one. Borussia. Blombenbach from Germany, that's another one. Um, and then the final two. Um, two of them that really um, shocked. Them. One was not a shock. Um, the other, well, obviously, I'll say both of them were like, something's got to change. And it's obviously both Barcelona and Juventus. Both of them. Um, I would probably say Juventus was more of a disappointment. I, I, They were on the roll, and then Porto just decided once they made that that goal, that was it for Juventus, and they could not do anything about it. As far as Barcelona's concerned, um, yeah, they scored, and they crept close. But once Lionel Messi missed the penalty, I was like, and that was before halftime. He missed the penalty, and that changed the game. Like that's when they're out. Because anytime had they scored that goal, we would have had a different conversation. Going into halftime, we would have said Barcelona. Now they have the, the momentum. Pa- Paris Saint-Germain is now pressured. But that went away and and their season ending early and not seeing obviously Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi in the next round of the Champions League um it's just little by little confirming that we're starting to see probably the end of an era
0: yeah it's it's sad to say i think we we are um you know uh You and I were both high on Juventus and Barcelona to go far. Um, Maybe we overestimated the star power of Ronaldo and Messi. But I also mentioned, you know, soccer. And I think why I like it so much is it's got, it's not obviously nothing like baseball in a lot of ways, but there's some similarities where one player can't make the team. You know, uh, we talk all the time about how Mike Trout isn't in the playoffs and the Angels aren't helping his case at all. Maybe that's going to change this year. I think so. But, you know, go check out our MLB season preview for that. But it's very similar in soccer. You know, you can't have you can't just rely on Messi and Ronaldo to do all the the grunt work and carry the team. It's not hockey where you can have players like Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon and Alexander Ovechkin just take over the game and and basically lead. Put the team on their back and lead to victory. Now, this can happen in baseball and soccer. Yes, I'll it. I can concede that point, but it's not common. It doesn't happen as easily as it does in basketball and hockey, as it compared comparatively. And so, you know, like, do you think we might end up seeing Messi and Ronaldo team up on the same team and, and just show, hey, when when well, we're together, we'll we'll happened. ball out?
1: If it has happened. There were rumors about it. But I think if that's going to happen, I think it might happen when they're both in the U.S. I think that will happen. It depends which teams would can afford it. Probably the only team that can afford it is uh, Inter-Miami, just because you have an owner, a former player, in David Beckham, mm-hmm. who is synonymous not just with soccer, but also in with celebrity culture. So he has the money for it. If he wanted to, he can. Um but we'll see. I don't think it will never happen. If it happens, great, you know. But I think really um like I don't think we're not gonna see them teaming up uh sooner. Yeah no it 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 makes sense. But, yeah, and, but I just really, like, it, however, there is hope for probably Barcelona, though. And I'll say this because they just, um, in soccer, you have, pres like, presidents. And normally these guys, they're the ones in charge of making sure they hire people around them to get them players. And Barcelona, they just had their election They I like that, or I should say, we brought back uh, Joan Laporta. And keep in mind, this is the man who, um, when he was president, Barcelona became the Barcelona that we came to know. And especially when he brought Ronaldinho in, like, he made you love the game. And yes, even though I'm not a huge fan of Barcelona, I'm a Real Madrid fan, but I came to respect that team just especially with him, just because he brought a lot of excitement to the game, how he played it, unbelievable. And then he uh, brought those champ- – he, he, I give him credit for bringing those championships, especially in 2009, where that's probably the greatest soccer team I've ever seen. The 2009 Barcelona, if you haven't seen them play, it's like you're watching an unbelievable team where you had no ego. It was all about playing as a team and and it worked. So I think that will help Barcelona as far as like maybe Messi staying because they have that connection. But then also like the rumors of we need to get forwards. Well, um, I would say if I am Joan Laporta, I will start getting midfielders and and defense, you got two great young young players in both the midfield, one in Frankie De Jong. The other one on the defense with Sergio Dest, who is obviously a part of the U.S. national team. So I, I think adding support for those two young guys on both the midfield and the defense is going to help Barcelona get back to where they want to they want to get to.
0: Exactly. The, I think Barcelona, if Messi is to stay around, they need help. Um, you can't just rely on Messi to do it all alone. And I think that's partially been what's going on. Um, just what, saying, hey, you're the guy, you go do it, you know. And, yeah. you know, if Messi was maybe five years younger, it, it would probably be more likely to happen, you know. But as he's getting older, it's he needs that extra support. And you need to put pieces around. They need to put pieces around them that will help them su- succeed and maybe eventually get another Champions League trophy. Because you know they they can compete for that as long as they, they give help for it. So, and whether yeah, it's I forwards, do, midfielders, maybe they ne- I don't know about their defensive situation. Maybe they need some defenders.
1: Well, that I was saying their defenders like Gerard Piquet, He's getting old. Like, he's not – normally, he's always the guy manning the defense, but he's getting old. They need someone to, to get – like, they, they've got to do a better job in developing in the academies. In La Masia, which is Barcelona's academy, they have to do a better job in, in finding that guy. Can they do it? They've, they've done it before. I think they need to do a better job – in developing like they like I mentioned they do a great job they've brought a lot of players there from the academy but they've had some recent uh not so good not so good uh experiments so I think this time they should they need to reamp it and and really like if they can't find it in the transfer market they need to look from the academy give someone an opportunity and run with it, because I've seen what happens when you use academy players and you develop them, then they become great players.
0: Exactly. And you got to rely on develop developing. And I think that's what's great about soccer, you know, they have these uh, academies and it works essentially the same as the minor leagues for the NHL and the MLB is you have places for, you know, these young kids to learn the style of play that the professional, like the, for lack of a better term, the major league, you know, the plays and it allows them to develop, get stronger, you know, come into their, like developing their bodies more, develop their skill sets more. And it you got to do it the right way. And we're teams that do it the right way. You can tell, you know, like, and I think that's easily why we can see these teams that are in the quarterfinals that we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes. Like, we can—that's p- probably part of their success—is just how well they've been able to develop their young players.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I do I do agree with that big time. And now, as for Juventus is concerned, um, I don't know what else to say. They just—they can't catch a break, really, with these guys. They just can't. And I think really, um, if Ronaldo does decide to leave Juventus, which that's what we're hearing, then go right ahead. Um, I would actually welcome him back to Real Madrid, and that's what uh, Zinedine Zidane, who is the manager of the team, just mentioned. Hey, I'm open to bring him back. Um, But will he be the same Real Madrid? And obviously, Real Madrid being one of those teams who is in the Champions League quarterfinals and they're still and they're still not, they're not so far away from uh, being in La Liga contention. So um, I think Juventus they're they just need to I would say get their attacking younger. Their midfield is good but it needs to be consistent. And their defense um, I would still focus on that. They're still they're good but Again, consistency, consistency, consistency with Juventus. Cause I, every time they just great teams and all, but for some reason in Champions League, they just can't get their act together. So um, this is something Ju- Juventus they're gonna have to figure this out, or or else.
0: Exactly, and I think. Shortly after you know Juventus got eliminated from competition, we were seeing rumors that R- Ronaldo might return to uh, Real Madrid, and uh, whether or not that happens, that's you know something we'll talk about later. If it does happen, we'll we'll discuss it here on this podcast. But or even if it doesn't, we'll talk about it. But like Ronaldo clearly is wanting to win. You know he's expecting success and. He's doing what he can to provide it, and I think it's the same with Messi, which is why I wouldn't be – like, I'm not going to be surprised if they team up because they know if they work together, probably they could get to that level of success that they're both looking for. But like you said, Alan, I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. (laughs) So, like, I could see that happening, but at the same time, I also – don't and I think that's partially why Juventus and Portugal in the World Cup have been struggling lately is they're expecting maybe it seems like they're expecting Ronaldo to do all the work and you know he simply can't do all the work you know
1: yeah absolutely he and I I know the frustration with him because we're like he's used to doing that like he's used to like oh I'll do it myself well hey give me the ball like I'll I'll take care of that and that's what I loved about him. He was a guy that he did not want to lose. And, and also someone that inspires. But he's at a point where like he can't control everything, you know, and and this happens with great athletes in any sport, no matter where you're at. And and that's why that to me is like, like I'm not, I don't know what he will do, but whatever he does, I think. Juventus management should be like, give it one more shot with Ronaldo and surround him with better attackers. They have one in Paulo Dybala, like great, a great attacker, great forward, great compliment for Cristiano. But I think they need to find another guy who could take Cristiano to load off, just like in Real Madrid when Karim Benzema. He was the guy who did that, along with Gareth Bale, and they scored, and he also had great midfielders with Real Madrid. So with Juventus, it's it's just a consistency. Like, they need to step it up, or or else their coach, who's a, uh, one of the best midfielders, now him coaching, then he won't, his coaching career will be gone, and Andrea Pirlo. So, like, I would say give him one more shot, and if it doesn't work, then OK, then make changes for your team that will still be competitive and also get to a point where you're not just winning Serie A and cup titles, but also you're winning, you're either winning or getting to Champions League finals like they did in in 2015 and 2017. Yeah. And uh I think that's the theme of today is as these
0: superstars get older they just can't do everything on their own anymore and you can't expect that of them. And you know, like it it's just not as likely to happen. And so I think what everything we were saying about Barcelona applies here to Juventus and they need to figure out ways to develop their players better and get that help necessary to succeed. Um, Whether or not Ronaldo leaves or Messi leaves is up for debate or whether or not they stay, is up for debate. But if you want them to stay on your team, you have to be able to get them or show to them that you're willing to put a competitive team around them. and, if you own the team, like you gotta be willing to lose some money, but in the long run, you're gonna gain more money if you win the championship or even are competing very longer for it, you know
1: yeah. absolutely,
0: but yeah, so I think let's we're kinda done on this topic, so let's go ahead and start talking about uh the teams that are left in the in the tournament um and uh I've looked at the teams briefly, but I can't off the top of my head. I can't tell you who's in it right now. So, Alan, who who do we got oh, competing?
1: That's fine. That's why I came prepared. So the teams that are left, um, they'll be facing each other. Here are the following matchups: It is Chelsea. They'll be going up against Porto from Portugal. Then you will have Borussia Dortmund from the Bundesliga taking on Manchester City from the Premier League. Then the last two matchups are rematches of Champions League finals. The first one, 2018 rematch of the Champions League final, Real Madrid will be going against Liverpool. And the rematch of last year's Champions League final, Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint-Germain. So out of those matchups that you see, which one uh, would you say is like, okay, I got to keep an eye on this because something will be developing.
0: I think number one is if you want to watch just a fun matchup, Um, Real Madrid and Liverpool always seems to be a fun matchup to watch. Um, So if we're going off of, and that's kind of how I'll start this topic off, is kind of how, which teams I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Real Madrid and Liverpool is going to be fun to watch. Bayern and Paris Saint-Germain is also going to be fun to watch. Um, Mostly just because I think it's going to be not only highly competitive, but it's just going to provide some, great you know conversation for us later on but at the same time i think you and i when we first started, did the cha- a few weeks ago when we and in our champions league episode we released a couple weeks ago right i mm-hmm. picked chelsea and man city to go fairly far in the competition if i remember right
1: i think you did yes
0: and and so i i'm just going to stick with those picks um so I'm going to be watching Chelsea and Man City just to see how they do and you know but and just to see if they're going to keep it going because okay um you'll ha- correct me if I'm wrong but from what I've seen while being competitive uh Dortmund and Porto they're just not I don't know if they're playing on the same level as a lot of these other teams are mm. And that say, might be wrong though, because yeah. I, I haven't seen a whole lot. I can I've only seen highlights, you know, like uh-huh. I with all the subscriptions I have to all the other sports we cover, I just haven't found the justification of myself to uh get the Champions League subscription <laughs> yet.
1: I know. Uh yeah.
0: I need a little more money for that first.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be
0: just being frank, you know, but so yeah. all I'm watching is highlights. I'm reading the recap articles. So I haven't been able to watch the game and consume it in the way I would. So like my yeah. guess what I'm seeing is not as probably as educated as what you've been watching. So you'll okay. have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think Bayern, Paris, Real Madrid, Liverpool, they're they're probably the heavy favorites to go far and win the whole league.
1: Uh you could say that is correct. Um but I think if you're talking of a dark horse, I think it's Borussia Dortmund like mm-hmm. They are playing with house money. No joke. Like, this team, they're, they're no joke at all. Um, especially um, when you got a full uh, scorer, like er- Erling Haaland. And he's from Norway. And he's just only getting better. Like, I don't know. there. I don't think there's no stopping this guy. Like, this guy is a scoring machine. This guy is someone that... You cannot leave open because if you do, you're in trouble. Like, that's why um, him and Mbappe are going to be the next guys to carry the torch after Ronaldo and Messi just because those two are unbelievable. But Haaland is one guy that, look out. And even also Jaden Sancho, he's another great scorer. Someone who helps out on the wing, and then plus like, like they're young. They're young and hungry. They got they got a mix of veterans, like someone like Mats Hummels and Marco Royce on the midfield, who attacks, and then you have Haaland and and Sancho who provide great offensive um, power. So I think Manchester City. They're gonna have their hands full and there is some concern going on. There's some friction going on in in the locker room in Manchester City. And despite them going, they're probably gonna win the Premier League. Uh Champions League is concerned. Um, they just need to get their act together. So I would say Dortmund is the one team I think that can pretty much shock, shock everyone and and really they do have the tools to actually make a run.
0: Yeah. You know, I actually forgot Holland. He was actually on Dortmund. So that, that's my bad. I thought he was on another team. So that's my my fault. And I think if we want to see uh, Dortmund go far, my question to you is, do you think that he has enough help from his team to succeed? Because uh, we were we were talking about it with with uh, Barcelona and Juventus with uh, Ronaldo and Messi, and they didn't have enough help from the team to to succeed. So do we think? And we know Mbappe and on Paris Saint Germain. They he has help because you know we we've seen him on that team succeed year after year lately. So we know yeah, that
1: with Neymar.
0: Yeah, so we know and he has back. some help. So do we know, or do you know if Holland? has help on that.
1: Uh, well, Jaden Sancho. like he's someone that he's unbelievable in, in his scoring. Like he, and I think this is his, like his, this is a welcome back party for him. Cause he started his career in Manchester city. He came out of that Academy and look at him now going to dorm room, Uh It's giving him a fresh start. And I think he's really out to prove that, Hey, remember me and he's got, he also has something to prove as well. And even uh, there's this guy by the name of Gio Reina. Uh His father, Claudio, used to be on the U.S. men's national team, and he's and now Gio is in Dortmund, and he's doing very well. When he comes in, he's on the midfield, and he plays. He he just creates place for others, and he does make an impact. So I think Manchester City, like Pep Guardiola. And the staff they'll have to come up with a plan and probably slowing him down because Dortmund is they're like as I mentioned they're playing with house money.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, and I think that's going to be a fun matchup to watch is Man City versus uh, Dortmund. Um, I might be saying that wrong. If I am, I apologize.
1: <laughs> Borussia Dortmund. Yeah.
0: But. Uh, I think that's going to be a matchup that I'll tune into one because I think Man City will do far, but I think you're right. I think um, you're you're swaying me more in the light way of uh, Dortmund and that particular team to not necessarily upset Man City, but maybe so, you know, like I think this is something that's probably going to happen. Um, probably. That's, to, that's It's going to be a very competitive match and watching that, them on that pitch is going to be very f- interesting indeed yeah um, so yeah
1: yeah it will be and obviously Chelsea and Porto like I'm I I was wrong on Chelsea um, yeah <laughs> I was because uh, I thought they were too young not yet they had some veterans but I just wasn't sure well I think they're for sure um, even though Porto they they made a soccer, I think that I could carry over, but I think Chelsea is like, there's just too much firepower there, um, especially up front with uh, Timo Werner and uh, Akeem Ziyech when they're unbelievable in that. And they got a lot of depth in Chelsea. So I just, I don't think Porto will, won't have the man, the, they won't have the personnel to keep up with these young legs of Chelsea.
0: No, and I can see that, but momentum is a very serious thing. And I think, obviously, if you make it to the quarterfinals, you have a lot of momentum going for you. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I think that Porto might have more momentum in their favor than Chelsea because I don't think anyone expected them to make it this far. And they're showing everybody, hey, look, we're, we're here. We've made it this far. We deserve to be here. And they knocked out Juventus and Ronaldo. Like, that, that means something to these guys on Porto. And I think because of that, we'll see something that we just haven't seen from them yet. Okay. I think they're they're going to be willing to rise to the challenge, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good argument. We'll see. Um, that's something now... I'll we'll keep an eye on as well. And I, that I'm not, this is not a criticism. This is more of a, okay, I'm, I'm seeing it. I, I can see why you're saying it, but, but you, you could be right about that because it does happen. Champions League. Yeah. It does happen. Once you beat a team like that, then you move forward, you move forward, you move forward. There's always teams like that, that will, that don't play on the big leagues. Like, like in England or Spain or Germany or even Italy and then make a run so it happens pretty much every year so I can see why you're saying that so there is a precedent on that
0: well and it it's kind of like what we were saying with Richard back in our mid-season recap after the all-star break of the NBA right like we were talking about you know any. Even in our Western Conference preview, any team that beats LeBron, they usually go on and win, win the championship because they're like, hey, if we can beat him, we can beat anybody. And I think the teams that – which I know Porto knocked out Juventus and Ronaldo. Let me look see who – who knocked out Barcelona? I was per- Paris. Okay, so Paris, you know, Mbappe, they have momentum for knocking out Messi, um, but I don't think it means as much to them. They're, for them, it's just a footnote in their run and that's nothing against barcelona or mbappe and paris but when you have a team with maybe not as much experience as and who is also very young in porto like knocking out the star of ronaldo gives you so much more confidence than knocking out you know another team where it kind of like,
1: see that. and uh-huh. so
0: I think because of that, they're going to be able to play ch- against these matches with Chelsea a lot more confident and try and take over the game and dominate the game, their style, because they know it works for them. I mean, they just knocked out Ronaldo's Juventus team. Yeah. So, like, I see what you're saying too, but I think, and maybe I'm just buying into this whole momentum thing a lot more than I probably should, but I, mm-hmm. and I, but I personally think that it's, that we'll see Porto do something that we we don't expect from them yet.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I know you just mentioned Paris Saint-Germain. Are we ready to transition to those guys? Yeah, let's
0: let's transition to the teams we're all familiar with and kind of expect to the top four, if you will. Um, And then we'll talk about them and wrap it up. So let's kind of go into this final segment here.
1: Okay, Paris, a rematch of last year. Um, I actually picked Paris to win it their first time. Um, they lost, but I think this is their second opportunity, I would say. Uh, Neymar is expected to come back from the, the, doctor, that, the doctor that he had. Um, so I think I've, this is the thing with Paris. Like, anytime when he oh, – we always talk about, oh, Mbappé, like the next young guy like the next guy who's going to take over, who's going to be the the best after Messi or Ronaldo. But Neymar, like, you, he's up there as well. Like, I, I think a lot, he gets lost in the mix just because, like, how he handles himself off the field. But, like, he's someone that cares about his craft. And he, when he's out there playing and contributing, you just can't stop that guy. And I think Neymar is gonna be key into this matchup against Bayern Munich. Because Bayern, um, they even though they're they're the defending champions and they're still bowling, they are some cracks on the defense. They're starting to crack up. And I think this is where having Neymar there and, and Mbappe, and then even um there are times Icardi, Mauro Icardi disappoints me at times. But when you put Boyce Keane, who's another forward, he just, he connects every time. And I think now with a new man, like we mentioned in the last episode, the Champions League, a new manager in Mauricio Pochettino, who he is all about the offense and and really cares about his players. I think he's going to ignite just like a great environment for them to succeed. So I think this is, like, if there is a time to knock out Bayern Munich, this is probably the best time. And I think Paris can really do that. But Bayern, they're, they're not afraid of anybody. So they're going to still grind it out. So this is going to be, a. I think, if the finals was pretty good, I think this one is going to even get better. Mm-hmm.
0: And kind of based on what you're saying, it to me it it seems more like you can break it down and saying Paris is a very you know offensive minded team, um, go 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 shoot shoot shoot, and Bayern's yeah. kind of more of that defensive minded team where you know,
1: oh I would say discipline,
0: discipline. Yeah. I mean that uh, they, that fits too. You know, yeah, but yeah. I think when you talk about teams that grind, they're usually more defensive minded, and. So it's gonna be a, a great matchup. Um, we all we know the age old thing: the best offense is defense, or the best defense is o- the best offense. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see which one weighs out Bayern or Paris. Um, personally, I think I know you're gonna probably go with Paris, but I'm gonna go with Bayern, um, just because I think the the discipline and the defense. Of Bayern usually will win out over a heavy offensive minded team.
1: Okay, despite that, there's some cracks starting to happen.
0: And well, yeah, um, despite that, because I think a lot of those cracks could just be a lot of the players are just starting to get tired. Um, but and the further you go in the tournament, everyone's tired. Um, Mm -hmm. so Paris is going to be tired, I'm sure there's cracks starting to show in their offense. Um even in their defensive schemes, there's going to be cracks. So it'll be it'll be interesting to watch for.
1: Okay. Yeah, it will be interesting. Um I this is like I think Paris, they want to show that what their final appearance last year was no food. And as I mentioned, if there's an opportunity to knock out Bayern Munich of the Champions League. This is the round. And as you mentioned, because if Bayern does win, they're only going to get stronger. And yeah, you mentioned that like the players are going to be refreshed, especially on the defensive side where they'll they'll be re-energized once you move on to the next round. So I think this one for me, I will pick Paris, but it's going to be close.
0: Yeah, I think this one you can easily say it go either way. So I'm not surprised for split right down the middle on which one's going to win. Um, I think it's probably because you know I play baseball, so that's probably where I'm more willing to side with the defensive side of things. Because in baseball, that's how you win games: is your defense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, you have to score runs and have a decent offense, but your your defense is what wins you the game.
1: Yeah. So
0: and I think that's probably why I'm going to side with Bayern Is just because defense time in and time out will win you the game
1: yeah absolutely and they have obviously uh one of the best goal scorers in robert Lewandowski, and this guy that's all he's going to thrive on like he will score and score you got leadership all over in Bayern, so i think it's going to come down to that as you mentioned the the flashy offensive attack versus the the discipline that Bayern plays and they've always been known as that. That's why they're one of the tough teams to beat and always in the mix for championships like this. So that's gonna be down the middle, very close. And obviously who can control the midfield? That's that's what's gonna come down to pretty uh, much. Not on only that,
0: I think it's gonna also turn out to be who whose game is going to be taking over the game.
1: Yeah. If, and then go ahead
0: if uh Paris's offensive style comes in i don't think uh Bayern will keep up um, cuz i think Paris plays fast and offensively and if it they play that way from the get go and they keep it up and don't let Bayern come in and just say no we're playing with you know granite out slower defensive yeah. more defensive minded then i think Paris will win but i i think when you have great defenses your, those games tend to skew a bit more towards the defensive team.
1: Yeah, uh, and and this is and also this is a great opportunity for Kylian Mbappe to show why he's the next guy, exactly. like the next world class superstar. So if he wants to prove that this is his time, Byron, this is your this is the opponent. So. Go bring it. This is his opportunity. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. And I think that leads directly into a conversation about Liverpool and Real Madrid. Alan, I know you're a fan of Madrid, and you're going to pick them. Um, So, yeah, let's get right into it.
1: It, uh, It's a toss-up between these. It's a rematch of 2018. Um, I think Real Madrid, they're starting to come together, Um, really, despite the injury to Eden. Hazard, who um, he hasn't played enough games despite uh, for it for to make a great investment into why we brought him. So it's been pretty much a team effort for Real Madrid. And that's why the players that they've had, they've been in these games before. So this is something I think Real will, will, will thrive on it. Liverpool, they are a team that, they're starting to find their stride and they're a heck of a team for like they do have the foundation, everything going, but there are some concerns into just like again consist consistency like there are times where they' they play like the best team in England and then uh, and in the world or in other times I don't even recognize it so this this game is gonna be more about they both have the offensive pedigree and defense as well, but it's going to come down to like who makes the less mistakes, who makes the least amount of mistakes that could change the game completely.
0: Exactly. And when you get, this is why I think it's going to be a great matchup as well as, you know, we clearly have one, two, three, and four in the top matchups. Um, and so I think, you know, Madrid, they, they were always known for quick-paced games and offensive schemes, at least from what I, I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool, same thing. So it's going to be who, yeah. who's got the more defensive-minded team in the end that can do well and play enough defense to win the game. And,
1: yeah, uh, and I think also how Real Madrid will handle The press that uh, Jurgen Klopp, that's his philosophy. Like they're gonna press you so they can get the ball back quick. So how will they handle it? That is something we'll have to keep an eye on as well. Uh, But I've seen Real Madrid do that as well. So it's gonna keep be up to that. Like when to pressure and really when to start start attacking. So this is this this is more about wits. Than about what style are we going to go to? So this is, this is just like one of those, I don't know who's going to win. I love it. I'm going to pick them, but I think I won't be surprised if this matchup goes into penalties. Cause there's two legs, two games and, and all of them. And I think this is the one that will go into penalties.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at all. Um, you usually see it when, when teams are kind of evenly matched that it goes into penalties or an overtime, so. All
1: right. So who are your final four?
0: Uh, final four, let's go, um, I think, Bayern. And uh, I'll go with you and say Madrid uh, as the one and two okay. seats. Um, and then I think I'm buying into Port. Porto. Um, as we talk okay. about them, I'll buy into Porto and say they've picked Chelsea. I know i picked or overturned Chelsea. I know i picked Chelsea before, but I am buying into the momentum of that Porto has, especially after knocking out Ronaldo and Juventus. I think that's going to carry them far. Um, and then with Dortmund and Man City, it can go either way, but I think you kind of talked me into going with Dortmund. Um, I think having hold on the team is going to really help them. And if they have the help and they actually provide that help, um, it's going to do good.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll, not bad picks. Me, my Final Four, and then who place each other, that will be determined. And when they have the draw for the Champions League semifinals, I'm going to go with Real Madrid. Their experience will be helpful, and they're not a team that's not going to quit. Uh, it's going to be close, though. Paris Saint-Germain. I think this is where Kylian Mbappe will really come out and be and be like, now I'm the guy. Let's go. And I think where Neymar will make his presence felt. And this is also his opportunity to do that. Uh, Dortmund, they're, they're they're playing with house money. This is their shot. And I like Manchester City. I know they they want to get to the Champions League final. They were in the same, they're in the same boat as Paris Saint-Germain, where where they brought in new ownership and spent money on players and obviously managers to get them to not just winning in England, but winning in Europe. Like they're this is their opportunity. But again, I think this is where. They're going to fall just because of the friction that's going on. And even one of the players, Sergio Aguero, wanting out. So that is something that I'm like, that's just a recipe for, for bad things to come in in Champions League. Probably not in England, but in the Champions League. I think like their, their luck will be over for Manchester City in after they're eliminated. And then Chelsea. I think Chelsea—they're another young team as well, but they're—they know what they're doing. Um, adding a new coach helps, and Thomas Tuchel, who—he's uh, been undefeated as a coach and has gotten the best out of the players there. So I think, despite Porto, yeah, the momentum and all, but I just think Chelsea—they're um, young. They—they they got the forwards to do it. Their defense. I'm actually starting to be impressed. They're coming along as well, so this is this is where Chelsea will move on, and that's my final four: Real Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain, Chelsea, and Borussia Dortmund.
0: Yeah, I think it's nice we got some uh, differences in our picks and different opinions, and it's going to be interesting to see at least in leg one who who's correct and who's not, you know, and obviously there's two legs for the semifinal. So it will be interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap it up here today. We, I think we got, we've, we've worn this topic out fairly well. We got who we need to talk about, talked about. We both got to get going here shortly. Um, but yeah, so we just want to say guys, you guys have blown us up this month and we couldn't be more than thankful for that. Um, we're We're in awe all every day that we there's people out there that love what we have to say and like live, tune in to us and we're we're working hard to get enough content out to you and be consistent with that um but but yeah so alan i I know you and I are very very thankful for that um but yeah what 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 do you gotta say as we wrap it up here?
1: all I gotta say is actually I want to give a shout out um Obviously, to Toro from Noble Sports Guy, um, I was in it. I know you weren't in it, Brandon, but you gave him the top five moments. Um, it was great. Shout out to him. Keeping up the good work. Also, um, I want to give a shout out um, to uh, actually—it's a restaurant that I, my wife and I went to. Um, it's a Mexican restaurant. Uh, we went down to Houston last weekend just to get to know Houston and visit um, my wife's sister and and her family and we went to this mexican restaurant called ambresas it's it's right by the northern part of houston in spring um guys check it out like great mexican food the tacos there, amazing probably the best that you can find in in texas in my opinion and even the environment there great like just day of the dead decorations great environment even for kids to come to like that way, they can chill, relax. Anybody can come there, and even the the service that we had them from the from the night manager, even to the waitress that was waiting our table, Janelle. Like shout out to Ambrisas. If you guys go to Houston, check it out. Great Mexican food, especially the tacos, and even the the environment there. It's the best environment, especially at night where you can see like the fresh air sitting outside or even inside where you can just relax. So shout out to Ambrisas. Um, I promised that I was going to give him a shout out. I did and check it out. It's down. It's in Houston, Texas and the area of spring. You're going to love it.
0: Awesome. I'm sure they'll, you guys, if you're in that area, go, go check it out. And uh, it'll be, it's good to know that Alan has a, place and nearby him that he uh thinks has good mexican food he's very picky about that so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah
1: that is that is very true very very true
0: so but yeah so we'll wrap it up here um keep a look out on the next episode we're going to do a mid-season recap of the NHL season and we'll also probably do our top 5 moments of the sports we cover or just our top five sports moments as well so keep an eye out for that um, that way because i know as mentioned alan appeared on toro's podcast the other day and gave mine but it'll be nice to kind of give my perspective on those as well and be a better place to do it than our podcast so we love everybody keep tuning in keep blowing us up share us with your friends and stay safe everybody
1: yeah, stay safe buddies